Hey everyone, it's Eves. Just wanted to let you know that you'll be hearing an episode from me and an episode from Tracy V. Wilson today. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's September 24th. Benedict Arnold escaped to an English ship after trying to hand West Point over to the British on this day in 1780. Benedict Arnold was born on January 14, 1741, and by the start of the American Revolutionary War, he was a businessman. He was also a smuggler, which was increasingly common as the British put more and more restrictions on trade to North America. He was also active in the local militia, and he started out on the side of the Patriots, fighting against the British monarchy for the cause of independence. He served with Ethan Allen in the campaign to capture Fort Ticonderoga and the cannons that were stored there. Then General George Washington gave him the mission of capturing Quebec. While the attack on Fort Ticonderoga had been successful, the attack on Quebec was not, and Arnold was seriously wounded in the process. His first wife also died in the middle of all of this, and that might have been a contributing factor to why he just really threw himself into military service. Benedict Arnold distinguished himself in 1776 with the creation of a flotilla on Lake Champlain that attacked the British fleet that was gathering there. This didn't destroy the British fleet, but it did derail their plans to mount an attack. So ultimately, it was a big win for the Patriots. He was also, though, really impetuous and rash in a way that frustrated the other officers. He picked a lot of fights. At one point, he was accused of theft. And this behavior wasn't just within the army, and it wasn't just with other officers. His friends also knew him to be a pretty squabbly hothead. In 1777, Benedict Arnold's relationship to the army and to the Patriot cause really started to sour. That year, Congress established several new major generalships, and Arnold really thought one of them should be his. After all, he had distinguished himself repeatedly, both with Ethan Allen and with that flotilla on Lake Champlain, other activities as well. But someone who was junior to him was promoted, and he was passed over. Arnold nearly left the army over this, but General Washington convinced him to stay on. Arnold was finally promoted later, but he still didn't have seniority over the people who had been promoted ahead of him and were really junior to him in his mind in the grand scheme of things. He nearly left once again, once again was convinced to stay, but he became even more resentful. He was seriously wounded at the Battle of Saratoga in 1777. Afterwards, he was sent to Philadelphia. He was going to be the military governor there. He arrived in 1778. While he was there, he ran afoul of attorney Joseph Reed, who started an investigation into Arnold's behavior. This ultimately led to a court-martial that dragged on and on for years through repeated delays, a lot of those delays orchestrated by Joseph Reed. While in Philadelphia, Arnold also got married to Peggy Shippen. She was from a very prominent family. Descriptions are a little all over the place about them. Some refer to them as active loyalists. Others say that they weren't exactly loyalists, but they weren't in favor of the Patriots' more radical tactics. Regardless, though, he was 37 and she was 18, and that relationship does seem to have influenced his behavior from here. He also started making connections in Philadelphia with other loyalist families, and by May of 1779, 
Motivated by all these ongoing frustrations with the American military and with this ongoing court-martial and his own mounting debts, he had started reaching out to the British. He was passing them information about the Patriots' war effort. In June of 1770, Benedict Arnold was given command of the fort at West Point. He tried to turn it over to the British for 20,000 pounds. That failed. Arnold's contact with the British military, Major John Andre, was captured, and Arnold fled, leaving Andre to hang, which did not do his reputation any favors among the British. It was in the midst of all this that Arnold escaped on September 24th, 1780. Colonel John Brown of Massachusetts had actually alleged that Arnold was showing a treasonous streak all the way back in 1776 during the Battle of Fort Ticonderoga, but it wasn't heeded. Apart from a brief stint as a privateer, Benedict Arnold spent most of the rest of his life in London, and he died there on June 14th of 1801. Today, his name is just synonymous with traitors in the United States. You can learn more about Benedict Arnold's service with Ethan Allen on the September 29th and October 1st, 2014 episodes of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research on today's episode, and thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio work on this podcast. You can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts, and you can tune in tomorrow for a new International Border. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was September 24, 1572. Tupac Amaru, the last indigenous ruler of the Inca, was executed in Cusco by the Spanish. In 1533, Spanish conquistador Francisco Pizarro and his forces captured and killed Incan Emperor Atahualpa. He was the last Sapa Inca, or sovereign emperor believed to be a direct descendant of the gods, though later rulers of the Neo-Inca state considered themselves Sapa Inca. After his death, the Inca Empire effectively collapsed. Pizarro and his forces proceeded to march on Cusco, the capital of the Inca Empire, and occupied the city. From there, the Spanish continued in their quest to conquer and colonize Peru. The Spaniards had cavalry, guns, swords, and steel armor, and many Incans sided with them. But the Inca who were loyal to the empire did attempt to resist Spanish colonization. Originally a puppet ruler installed by Pizarro, Manco Inca Yupanqui rebelled against the Spanish and formed his own army. He and his followers were not able to retake Cusco, but they did establish a neo-Inca state in Vilcabamba, a remote region east of Cusco. The neo-Inca state functioned as a seat of resistance. Manco and his supporters were not a serious threat to the Spanish, but Vilcabamba was a concern to colonial officials. After Manco's rule ended in the Neo-Inca state, he was succeeded by his son, Sairi Tupac, then Titu Kusi Yupanqui, then Tupac Amaru. Tupac Amaru became the Inca ruler after Titu Kusi died in 1571. While Titu Kusi fortified Vilcabamba and did not go to Cusco, he did eventually relent and was baptized into the Roman Catholic Church. Tupac Amaru, though, opposed Christianity and Spanish rule. 
Churches in Vilcabamba were destroyed, Spaniards there were killed, and the borders were closed. But the Spaniards in Cusco were not aware of the changes in Vilcabamba. After a Spanish diplomat returning to Vilcabamba from Cusco was killed, the Spaniards justified attacking the Inca by concluding that they had, quote, broken the inviolate law observed by all nations of the world regarding ambassadors. Viceroy Francisco de Toledo declared war on Vilcabamba in 1572. When the Spanish got to Vilcabamba in June, the city was destroyed and Tupac Amaru was gone. But Spanish soldiers pursued the Inca who had fled and captured Tutikusi's son and wife, Tupac Amaru's relatives and generals, as well as other prisoners and valuable items. With the help of a group of indigenous people, Tupac Amaru and his wife were captured. The captured were sent to Cusco in late September. The Spaniards attempted to convert the captives to Christianity. Tupac Amaru's generals were sentenced to death by hanging. After a hurried trial, Tupac Amaru was convicted of murder and sentenced to be beheaded, though many people were sure that he was innocent. According to one account, Tupac Amaru was riding a mule with his hands tied behind his back on the day of his execution. Others said that he was surrounded by hundreds of guards with lances. There are several reported versions of the speech Tupac Amaru gave as he prepared to die on the scaffold on September 23rd. After he was executed, his head was reportedly put on a pike along with the heads of his generals. After locals began honoring Tupac Amaru at the site of his severed head, the viceroy ordered that his head be buried with his body. The Spanish had colonized Peru. Incan culture and the land were drastically affected by the arrival of the Spanish. Europeans carried diseases that decimated Incan populations, and culture and religion was imposed upon the remaining Incans. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more delicious morsels of history. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.